Nick Conlon, Ireland team captain at the Moose World Fly Fishing Championships in Slovakia. Um, time for an update again, day three. So tell us, um, how did each section and Irish angler fare? Again, a bit of a mixed bag. Um, we start with the Orava River. It's it's a great river, great amount of fish in it, big fish in it, lots of fish in it. But however, for some of the anglers today that drew some of the beats on the lower end, the river was still fairly brown. And those that were lucky enough to draw the, the beats that weren't as brown got a lot of fish. David R.K. again, first place from Spain, who had a huge day yesterday. They, they overturned a 20-point deficit yesterday into a 23-point lead, I think, in place points. That's just massive. Then you had, again, a Czech in second, and the Belgians, who I said have improved, and Julian. So, you know, some of the best anglers in the world up at the top. For ourselves, we have to go down to Sean Dempsey. Sean had 15th place. We were hoping to be a little bit higher. He'd 15 fish, so it goes to show what you have to do to be up the table here. You really have to be pushing the boat out. Um, I think anyone in Ireland knows how good Sean is, but it just gives you an idea of the competition he's up against. You can't underestimate what he's trying to do here to even get into the top 10. It's huge. Top 20 is huge, but the top 10 is massive. He just missed out on it the last time by a place, and that's his goal. You know, on an individual basis, like Sean's very much a team player, but by being a team player, you have to be a brilliant individual, and that's what helps the team. But um, he'd 15. I was talking to him before he started this morning. He was confident, but he just could not get enough of them, couldn't find enough fish to I mean, compete with 30s and 40s. But still... When you get a bad beat, they always say, the French always say there's no such thing as a bad beat. I've heard Sean Dempsey saying that lately. It's very refreshing. And um, he's he's made something out of it, you know. So hats off to him. We can move on to sector two, which is the Valor. I walked the Valor yesterday. I was watching, watching one of our anglers, David Cocklin, on that yesterday. So again, I don't know how they just keep doing it. Sebastian Delcourt, David Chomsky, two of the best anglers in the world again. Uh, 28 and 26 fish. Now, parts of this were a bit coloured as well, but uh, not as badly as the upper var. Young lad, Ollie Bassett, I know him well. He was in my group in Spain. He's a fantastically gifted young angler. I was talking to him this evening. Ollie, there's a fourth place. He was seriously disappointed after being blanking on the lake. But, you know, explain to him, blanks are there waiting to jump out at you. And that was his first. So he was disappointed, but he's, he's bouncing back. Uh, other people that would be of interest to us, probably Sean Brooks, married to a woman from Ireland. Sean had a good performance, an Englishman in eighth place. Uh, I was on the lower bar myself for a while today. It was extremely brown. And unfortunately, Anne McWilliams and Craig Brown were sharing beats. So they rotated their beats. Uh, yeah, like there was a swap saying. up. Oh my God, there was just nothing happening in the two beats. There was nothing happening. Did one fish each. Uh, really tough day for both of them. That was tough. And was, was, that section, was that section of the river, was that still brown? It was brown. And it started to clear up towards the end of the day. So that could fish very well tomorrow. Uh, you can't see Egan there, the American too, still struggling a bit. You know, he's a fine angler. 
was um, Rubens of Spain. He had so only 13 fish today. Ruben would have been fancy maybe to be there, thereabouts in the medals. He got a bronze in the last World Cup. But um, talking to him this evening, he's, he's happy enough that he, he feels he got out of jail a little bit. It was dirty, but he, he managed 13 fish. So that's not much more to see on that. We'll move one. on to the uh, third sector. So we go on to the VA Upper. Yeah, the VA Upper. That's what David Cochran moved from the VA Lower to the VA Upper today. And uh, David again, he's consistent. He had 12 fish today. Had a few close ones at the nest. He was a little bit upset about. Felt he was a bit careless. Uh, felt he just felt he wasn't sharp enough with the nest a couple of times. But I think it's more you're a little bit tentative and they just come off and you blame yourself. I think maybe there's a bit of that going on, but he's fishing very well, fishing extremely well. So again, 11 place points, very good performance. That came about really because he had similar fish, amount of fish to, you see there were you 12 fish, uh, but he beat a couple of 13s and 14s. Yeah, he bet two 14s. Yeah, he bet two 14s and a 13, which means his fish were good. I was looking at his card earlier. He had some nice fish there. So yeah, his, he had a fair bit, was... a fair few centimeters on them. To, I think it was, what did he say? It was 44 centimeters, I think, here. Yeah. He went to 37 and 35 and 6 as well, you know. So there's 20 centimeters, there's 20 points for each centimeter. So he actually caught up the, he caught up the two fish and passed them out. Which is yeah. uh, which is great. That's a real bonus for him. I, I was just it's interesting when you go through each of the sectors. There's like the top three really kind of stand out, isn't it? There seems to be a big jump between the kind of top three that you're seeing in each section. Really, there was a thing going on in Spain when I was there last year where the fishing was technically difficult, and it was so technically difficult there was different stages to it. So I suffered particularly badly with it because. The stage was, were you good enough to bring up the fish? Some people weren't. Stage two was, were you good enough to get the fish to take you? I managed to get over that fence. Stage three was, was your presentation so good that the fish swallowed the fly? I and many others lip-hooked so many fish. I lost 12 fish in one session that I was playing because I only lip-hooked them, where the Spaniards were explaining to me that their presentation was so close to perfection that they had to get forced by these out and the French. That's, that's pretty very technical. fine margins, isn't it? Mm. Yeah, so what that led to was, in Spain as well, which, oh, like, one man getting 44, and then the Frenchman getting 43, and then there was a gap down to maybe... 16 fish or 15 fish huge gaps and you're starting to see that here as well yeah we're, we're and particularly you, with the French do you find Declan as well that the, the kind of I don't know is it similar to other sports in the sense of that the the better anglers they kind of get into the rhythm after the second and third day you know that they're they, they've hit their stride now like they get their stride they get into the championship they get better they get so comfortable it's like I was explaining to you when you watch just say Gregoire who I watched yesterday he, if there's a hundred percent for all the basic components that you put together when you're nipping, he's hitting ninety five or six percent the whole time. 
Never is his line in the water where, where there's a slack that there shouldn't be, where there's a where the line is hanging loose where it shouldn't be. It's just it, it's he's like a piano player with a, with a fly rod, and and so is the Spanish guys, Anders, Andres, um, David Arcai, like everything is so finely tuned. I mean, one of them was in heavy water and this was said to me, oh, will I sell my JMC 10 foot six tree weight? It's a bit heavy. And they said, no, you need it for heavy water. And that came up today in a conversation because one of the guys in heavy water, one of the top anglers did it particularly well. Dave, uh, I don't know whether it was Dave Cockton on the other that's a little bit of difficulty in heavy water. He did the heavier rod. They, they make no mistakes with equipment or anything. They were able to read everything and match off their equipment perfectly. It might be cruel to say fail to prepare, prepare to fail, but their preparation is just, it's scientific. And mm. when they put it together, and they're, they're nearly elite at what they do. That, that's probably the best way I can try and explain it. Well, will we move on to um, the Sector 4? That was the Huron, was it? Sector 4 was the Huron, yeah. John oh. Buckley. Mm. Yeah, John's having a tough time. Uh, he was in with Corey Scott. They swapped beats. Corey at four, John at three. So they had a bad time as well. Uh John has had a few difficult beats there now. He's probably he's on the lake tomorrow. I'd say he's just pleased to get away from the rivers to, to go at something fresh, you know. Uh, Tom Jarman. Yeah, you were talking about him. I think he's a professional professional angler and he's a damn good one. Um another great result for him because grailing aren't his thing. Uh, goes to show how he's adapted so well to beat the check into second again. Otherwise, yeah, you have the Finns up there, you have the Frenchman Juju up there. And um, Montenegrin, well up there. So we took a bit of a hit there again. So I'll have to find the final one, which is the yep, sector, sector five. five, isn't it? That's the lake. Great performance in the lake from Brian Larkin. Fifth uh, place. Brian got three fish today. He went with the plan, the plan, Anne's plan. It's still working. Uh, uh, it's still working. And Brian... Probably will fish a couple of lake competitions a year with the Liffey anglers, not the their anglers. So, um, you know, he, he wouldn't spend a lot of time on lakes, but he visited them a few times. But great performance, you know. But again, Frenchman winning on the lake. If if you if you look at the lake results, more teams are getting. I won't say you, you probably will say getting sort of a handle on it because there are fewer blanks as it progresses. There's fewer blanks. I've had a lot of them ask me what we're at if they cheated them. My God. <laughs> <laughs> if I only was the worst captain in the world. <laughs> <laughs> Write it down here, Matt, and, and just give it all to the hand them out to them. <laughs> hand them out. There you are. Yeah. <laughs> My God. What the hell? We, we go with the individuals to see where everything is. It was interesting because we were discussing it yesterday and we were talking about Pierre. Pierre Kuntz, that he had to fish the lake. And what did he do? He goes out to the lake and he gets one place point. So after three sessions, he's leading with three place points. He's won every session he's fished so far. That's serious, isn't it? That is, that is phenomenal. And the um, Gregoire is only one place point behind him. Oh <laughs> and, and the highest placed um, deck was, uh, I'm just looking at it, David Coughlin. Was it? 
and 19th. Yeah, he's doing very well. He's crept into the top 20 now. He's steady. He's really steady solid, yeah. It's, it's three solid very, performances. He was a bit hard on himself today, but I think his bigger fish have, have you know, kind of made up for that. And then next, Sean is 27. Sean will be, yeah, 27, 25 place points. But the way I look at that, he's eight place points away from 10th. That can yeah. change very quickly, you know. Um, yeah. Some of them boys have to go onto the lake yet, and who knows what will happen. But no, we've two lads well up there, going very well. Teams after. Teams after is session three. No surprise, I suppose, is at the top. There was a 40 point swing from the first day. And so now there was a, a 30 point swing today. That's unreal. Yeah, that's that's a big swing for them countries. That goes to show that a lot of the rivers are damaged with mud and it's thrown up strange results. Um, but again, France, Spain, Czech Republic, always the three best teams in the world. Italy, always there, thereabouts as well. It's funny, we're just mentioning Italy there. You know, they're just. We look at the you were looking at the top threes in most of the sections, and we're not seeing the Italians, but they're nope. they're obviously getting a lot of top ten positions in each session. The old lads that won a couple of world championships are all gone, and they're they've blooded all these new young lads over the last three or four years, and they're starting to get a bit of consistency. And and as you said, Tom, yeah, no one you're not even really noticing them until you actually look at the team leaderboard. Yeah, you're not seeing Italy up in, in the top three or the top four of any of the individual results uh, from each session. But obviously, you know, they're just re- really consistent throughout because what, how many place points do they have? 152. There's very little between Italy, Finland, Poland, Australia, Belgium. There's nothing yeah. between any of them at the moment. There's just one blank on the lake uh, between any of them. Slovakia, yeah. now, I'd say are disappointed. I was convinced they'd medal. We're 18th, Deck. How are you How are you feeling about today? I'm not happy. Uh, not happy with 18th. Uh, I'll admit it. Uh, it's no one's fault, but I was hoping to aim a little bit higher and just hoping maybe for just to squeeze some of that back. I'm looking there, at, so it's 2-3-3 two, three, two, three, three from the USA, 2-3-2 two, two to Scotland. We're 2 four, nine. You know, this means 17 place points to to get back up to maybe 14, 13. It's not going to be that easy now. Mm. Yeah, we have to have even... We have to be doing like Italy, where you get a level of consistency across the whole team. Mm. Uh, but that's easier said than done. You know, it's it's it, it, it's one thing on the outside looking in and saying, oh, is that all the caught? But just come <laughs> here and do it and see what it's like when you get something that the fish just aren't feeding and, and you're just getting desperate and they're not coming to you. Um, it's not... You, you look at a French guy and you get 43 fish and some lads just randomly fishing things. Oh, I would have got 20. No. no the, don't, it, it's hard to take in the level of what you're dealing with here. And these rivers are, remember, absolutely bombarded. It's like cannonballs hitting the <laughs> river... Constantly, and 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 these tra- these grayling and trout are getting harder and harder to catch. You've seen the numbers dropping and dropping and dropping the whole time. So trout are just are just going to get hard. Trout and grayling are going to get harder to catch over the tomorrow and eventually then the final day. 
the only thing that's probably probably helping is the amount of fish that's in the rivers. It's phenomenal the amount of fish that are in the rivers. Just it's fish soup. There's just so many fish in it. But you, they don't just necessarily feed all the time. They switch on and off, and they could switch on for twenty minutes and then nothing for an hour, and then out of the blue, like someone flicks a switch, they'll come on again to start catching them. But what's really weird is sometimes they're switching on in one beat and they won't switch on the beat below. But we reckon some of that's to do with sunlight hitting the water. We want to get up a little bit, don't we? You'd like to get to halfway, at least, wouldn't you? Uh, that's what you'd be thinking now. Like but it's midway, halfway. kind of, or mid-table respectability, I suppose, isn't it, at the moment, do you think? Well, that's that's what it is. We, I mean, we, 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 we've popped inside the top ten, maybe, in three championships, you know, we won one in Montenegro where we were seventh or eighth, and there was another one in Sweden where I think it was seventh as well. And in Tasmania, there was a tenth. Sometimes we're way down there, twenty third or twenty second. But you just have to be trying to push for the top ten. But that looks a bit away at the moment. That needs some serious results over the next two sessions. Is it hard to, to kind of when you're at that mid table? You know, like is it's a very hard stage of any kind of tournament where you're. In the middle of the tournament, you're mid-table. You know you're not going to, you know, get to the top table, shall we say. You know you're not probably going to be near the bottom. Is it hard to kind of get the enthusiasm up again for them to keep going to really, you know? No, that's that's a super question because I fished a few of these. When you go out to fish these, lads that are into competition fishing, these are like household names. So you're fishing at some of the best anglers in the world. And the one thing that you always have is you can look back and say, I beat this guy and I beat that guy. And even in some of the competitions I was at, even a man Fatini, Santi, won two world championships. I think I've drawn him two or three times and he's never beaten me. Uh, those yeah. are little battles. In the overall scheme of things, they mightn't mean much when you look at the final table, but all them lads are looking at, oh my God, I. I bet the check today, or I got ahead of the French person, or I got ahead of the Spaniard. No, they're, they're absolutely bouncing to come in and say, oh, look at all those guys that are beneath me today. So no, that's no, it's a great question. There's personal pride no. here. Yeah, personal they're, they're up for it. In, in, in a way, it's a bit like the old halftime talk. You know, if you're well down at halftime, you tell, let's, lads, let's go out and win this half. You know? Yeah, there is also that little personal glory thing. It's not about personal glory, but it, it, it has to, when you get into a boat or you, you go onto a riverbank, you're part of a team. But there is that thing, oh my God, I want to be, I want to win a session at the World Champ. It doesn't happen very often. It's, it's, it's a badge of honour and it, it can be done, you know. Like Brian Larkin isn't really a lake, a lake angler, but he was four places away from winning a session at a World Championships today. And that yeah. would be huge. It's a great boast. Um, so no, the uh, motivation, not a problem. But it's a great question because I'd say in, in, in a soccer match, if you're losing by 22 points at halftime, you're, you're looking for the exit gate. <laughs> and it's no still closed, you know. <laughs> There's no... No way out. <laughs> Lock the gates. <laughs> but uh, no, no, they're all right. There's not a bother on them. The, the, hopefully the rivers will be all clear tomorrow. And 
we get another view of where it is. But if the rivers are clearer tomorrow, you can expect to see France and Spain and the Czech Republic going hammer and tongs for those medals again. Well, Deckett, you'll have to do the uh, big halftime team talk now to uh, rally the, the troops. I will. But before you go, there's bears on the Bella River. The, we're up in the National Park here, in this hotel. It's like, wow. It's, I think it's six star. Do you ever say staying in six stars, Tom? Outside here, it's just forest and mountains. It's the Tatra Mountains. And there's bears. And I think the brown ones, they're really angry. Like the the bad attitude, you know the the black bears kind of are a bit jokey in America, but these brown bears are really they're just they're angry bears. So there's a couple of people in hospital, and which isn't funny in the last couple of weeks where they've been attacked by these bears. Oh, so I said I braved the Bella today, and I went for a while, and I'm going up, and it's on the edge of a town, but I kind of got brave, and I went into the wilderness. I kid you not. The side of the wood, absolute, you know, branches breaking and everything like in the horror movie. And I just freeze. I mean, I'm, I'm barefoot. And two big elk or whatever they call them, stags, come shooting by me across the river. So my brain registers really quickly. Well, okay, the stags didn't do me, but who's chasing the stags? You know. Thank God it was there. But I was, I, I froze. I, I was done. If they came out, I was done. Wrap know? it in the headlights, Dave. Wrap <laughs> it in the headlights. <laughs> but that said, that's my story on the bears. I live to tell the tale. Someone spotted bear shit today, but there was a debate tonight whether it was actually bear shit or elk shit. <laughs> I don't know the difference, so they'd get involved in the conversation. <laughs> I just, well, I, I think that's... <laughs> And listen, we look forward to catching up with you uh, tomorrow for for day four, anyway. Oh, well, thanks, lads, and goodbye.